This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello and welcome to Test Kitchen Troubleshooting. I'm recipe developer Liberty Mendez from BBC Good Food and each week I'll be joined with a member of the Good Food Cookery team. We'll talk through their recipes, what the testing and development recipe process was really like and what they learnt along each step of the way. Is the idea of a creamy, rich, stringy macaroni cheese your dream? But have you ever been left with a stodgy, overcooked one? A macaroni cheese can be a challenge, but today I am joined by food director Cassie Best, who is here to help you with all of your macaroni cheese questions. And we will be touching on how she designed our super green macaroni cheese. So Cassie, when I think of macaroni cheese, I think of a molten pot of steaming gooey cheese that's all quite beige. And so I was really excited to see your recipe for the green mac and cheese. The colour is incredible and a bit more appetising than a plate of beige, in my opinion. I'd love to dive into how you managed to perfect such a foolproof recipe, but can you start by explaining to everyone listening what exactly goes into the green mac and cheese, what veg goes into it, Yes, I'd love to. Um, So it has a a very classic kind of mac and cheese base. It's a really nice, cheesy, rich sauce. So don't be fooled by thinking that this is a very healthy version of a mac and cheese because it's definitely not. Um, There's plenty of butter and gooey cheese in there, like you say. Um, But I've also added some broccoli, some spinach, which you whiz through the base, which is why it's got that lovely green colour and um some peas as well such a good good way of getting some veg into your dishes was it a big challenge to make to decide what veg went into it or 
Were you always going to stick with some broccoli and spinach? Um, it's something that I make a lot at home um, because mac and cheese is one of my favourite things to eat. I love it. And I've probably done, I don't know, 10 different versions on the uh, Good Food website. So I'm always coming up with new twists on macaroni cheese. But actually, the one that I eat the most at home is a green version. I find it really difficult to eat dinner without having vegetables in there. I just really like vegetables and I think that they add so much flavour to dishes. So although I love a classic cheesy mac and cheese, I love veggies in it as well. So I've added these because I love the taste. It's not about it being healthy, really, as I say, because it is a very rich dish. But I think they do actually add to the flavour. And like you say, they make it look really interesting and delicious. And hopefully it's something that kids will enjoy eating. It's a nice way to get kids eating um, something green. I When I give it to my little boy, I call it Hulk macaroni cheese. And that seems to go down well. So yeah, we really love it. That's such a great way of making, well, making, helping them eat vegetables. Really lovely. And it's delicious. What flavour do the vegetables add? Is it a bit of sweetness? Yeah, so the peas obviously add a nice bit of sweetness. The spinach is kind of a bit irony and minerally. um, And the same with the broccoli, really. And they just add a bit of texture as well, just to break up. Mac and cheese is all very kind of soft and gooey, which is lovely. You know, if you want comfort food, there's nothing better than a bowl of gooey mac and cheese. But um, yeah, they add lovely flavours and texture. It must be very difficult to constantly change the wheel and think of new ideas, especially of mac and cheese, but adding vegetables is just genius. We've got a, we've got another recipe on the website for squash mac and cheese, which I really like as well. Um, it's quite a sweet recipe. So if your kids like sweet things, and who which kids don't, then that's another really way to add some veg into your mac and cheese. So you blitz some veg through the sauce and then you add some chunks as well. And that's really delicious. Brilliant. Um, But macaroni cheese is a really wholesome, comforting dish. I'd love to know what your comfort food inspiration is. When it comes to needing something cosy and satisfying, whose recipe do you go to? What is it? Oh, so, I mean, comfort food, I think most people would say is all about nostalgia. So comfort food can can mean something different to whoever you ask, can't it? it just take comfort food for me is something which takes you back to a happy time and for a lot of people that's their childhood so for me it would probably be anything that my mum cooked and she, my mum is not the world's best cook but she cooks really good wholesome food you know good shepherd's pie lasagna beef stew mac and cheese spag bowl all of those very classic british dishes well, we've taken them on as British, I think, a lot of them. <laughs> but they would be my comfort food. And also anything kind of saucy or stewy that you can eat out of a big bowl with a hunk of bread and a spoon. I think that anything like that qualifies as comfort food in my books. Anything cheesy. So maybe something like my mum's beef stew with cheesy dumplings or horseradish dumplings. And you can just eat it in a big bowl. And sometimes we have mashed potato and the dumplings for double carbs. Big bowl of that, you know, eat it with a spoon, maybe even some bread as well. (laughs) 
thick buttered bread. <laughs> triple from, carbs. Triple yeah. carbs, yeah. Mop up the, the lovely gravy from the stew. I think that would <gasps> be my ultimate. Oh, that sounds so delicious. Yeah, it's amazing how every different culture has a dumpling dish, I find, that always resonates with them as being something really comforting. Yeah, you're right, actually. And we're definitely moving into dumpling season. The seasons are changing, so I think the comfort food is well on on its way. So exciting. Can't wait to eat all of the dumplings. So, your green macaroni cheese. Can you add any veg you want to it, or would you stick with what you were saying earlier, so the spinach and peas? Can you substitute anything? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You could add anything, really. I mean, the spinach gives it the lovely base, and it blends really well into the sauce because it, you know, blends up nice and smoothly. But you could swap it out for something like chard, um, which is a little bit more bitter. So... Um, I maybe wouldn't, I'd maybe add half the quantity and then see how it tastes and maybe try some more. Um, or you could use kale or something like Cavolo Nero would be really nice. Um, and then when spring comes around, you could go for the kind of lovely green spring veg. Like you could use some asparagus and some broad beans or some, um, later on in the year, some runner beans. Um, I'm really big on seasonality, so you can adapt it depending on what's in season and make it your own absolutely so I've always wondered back when I was a really strict vegan if you could make a really good vegan alternative to something that is traditionally very dairy heavy like macaroni cheese would there be a good vegan cheese alternative out there to use I thought you'd know as your little daughter is lactose intolerant hit me with the best vegan cheese Yes. Yeah, so um, my daughter is allergic to dairy, so it breaks my heart that we can't. I can't give her the classic macaroni cheese. But there are some really good recipes around there for vegan mac and cheese. Um, and I think the thing you have to get your head around is it's never going to taste like macaroni cheese. It's a it's a different thing. So stop thinking. Does it taste like macaroni cheese? And just take it for what it is. Um, it's something else, but you can still make a really delicious alternative. So we've got a good recipe on the website and um, it uses cashews as the base. So you blend cashews with carrots, potatoes, um, oil. I don't know if it's got some oat milk in it um, and nutritional yeast. And that gives you this lovely, smooth, kind of creamy sauce, which you can pour over your pasta and then bake it. And that's really delicious, but it's not macaroni cheese. And as for vegan cheeses, again, they're never going to taste like cheese. So my daughter loves vegan cheese because she's never had anything else. So she she can't compare it to, you know, cheddar. So she really likes it if we grate it and put it over a pizza um, or she'll have it in like a quesadilla or a sandwich. She really likes it, but I wouldn't use one of those uh, cheese alternatives to make a sauce because they do melt, but they don't have like they kind of they can be a bit plasticky when they melt, and they don't have that lovely rich cheesy flavour. So you're kind of and they're quite expensive. So by melting them into a sauce, you're kind of losing what you're losing the point of them it's much better to use something like a nutritional yeast which has a really nice cheesy flavor to add 
the flavour to a sauce, I think, um, and then save the vegan cheeses for uh, something like a pizza. And you can get some good vegan cheeses. Um, there's some good, there's like a good smoked variety, which is nice, has a good flavour. Uh, so, yeah, I think with vegan alternatives, it's just about looking around and finding your favourite vegan cheese, but also just thinking about it in a different way, I think. And we, I mean, in our family, we eat a lot of dairy-free things now, um, and we really like it. So it's worth giving it a go, even if you're not vegan. What a good point about changing the recipe and using stuff like cashews instead of trying to tweak an already traditional mac and cheese recipe with like oat milk and dairy-free butter and vegan cheese when you could just make one out of cashews. Genius. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Speaking of cheese, such an important question. What cheeses do you think work in the best mac and cheese? So I know uh, there's a lot of debate about the ratio of cheese to sauce. Are we talking a whole block of cheddar? Do you mix it up a bit? Maybe with some comte, a bit of palm? So the ratio really depends on what you're using. Um, I really like to use a really good, strong cheddar for the base because uh, that gives you a really good flavour. So look for an extra mature cheddar. And even if you don't like really strong cheese, there's no point in melting a load of mild cheddar into parmesan and into macaroni cheese because you're just using a load of cheese that hasn't got that much flavour. It'd be much better to use half the amount of an extra mature cheese. Um, so, and you know, it's macaroni cheese. You want it to taste of cheese. <laughs> so I'd go for a really nice strong cheddar um, and then I do add different cheeses depending on what else is in it and what else I fancy or what I've got left in the fridge. So something like a Gruyere is really lovely. Um, it's quite nutty. So if you're, it's, it makes me think of autumn for some reason, Gruyere. Um, but it works really well with things like hazelnuts or mushrooms. Or you could add some like woody herbs in there, like thyme would be really nice with Gruyere. Um, so that's a nice cheese to incorporate. Uh, if you want a really nice stringy, uh, stringy mac and cheese, of course, mozzarella is the way to go. 
Um, Parmesan adds a really nice depth of flavour. Parmesan has that lovely, rich, umami, savouriness to it. So if you want quite a grown-up, like uber-cheesy mac and cheese, then some Parmesan's a really good idea. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you can put any kind of cheese into a mac and cheese. We've got another recipe on the website, which is called Cheese Board Mac and Cheese, and it uses up all the scraps from your cheese board. But if anyone puts Stilton in it, you're not my friend. <laughs> um, you're dead to Cassie, just so you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can go you can go any route you like. You could even slice up some nice brie or camembert and lay that over the top right at the end. Um, so it goes all lovely and bubbly and gooey on top. Something like that would be nice. Yeah, I mean, you can play oh, around nice. with it. Make it your own. Yes, I love the idea of laying some brie over the whole top of macaroni cheese. Yes. So when you're making a macaroni cheese, and especially this green one, do you always have to start off with a roux? Can you explain what a roux is or whether you need one or can you just add some corn flour? Uh, Yes. So a roux is a um, base made out of flour and fat, um, which you use to thicken a sauce. So it's used in loads of different recipes. Um, And... With a mac and cheese, you don't need to start with a roux. That is the classic method of making mac and cheese. But some recipes, uh, you just chuck all the ingredients in together and you just whisk like mad and you end up with a nice smooth sauce. So you start with cold milk, cold butter, flour, put it all in together and you whisk and whisk and whisk and whisk and you get a lovely creamy bechamel sauce. So you can, that's like the cheats way of doing it. But um, anyone with a very acute palate would argue that you can taste that the flour hasn't been cooked out properly. So for a very classic mac and cheese, you would melt the butter um, or you can use other fats as well. You know, like at Christmas time, you might have some goose fat left over or some bacon fat. Something like that would be lovely and add some extra flavour. Or if you're making a dairy free version, you could use an oil. Uh, and then you add the flour. And I like to really cook the roux out because it, it gives it this lovely, like, biscuity flavour, which adds another level to the flavour of the mac and cheese. So um, you're kind of browning the butter and toasting the flour until you get a nice golden um, blonde roux, it's called. And that that will give you, like, it won't you won't have that lovely, creamy, kind of pale look to the mac and cheese. You'll have more of a nutty brown colour to the mac and cheese but it adds loads of flavour so I think that's a really good tip um and I, I don't really like mac and cheese made with corn flour because I think you can taste it it's got a kind of not very nice texture so I don't really like adding corn flour um we have got a recipe on the website for a slow cooker mac and cheese and you don't use any kind of thickening agent in that you just put everything into the slow cooker and I don't know if it's the starch from the pasta as it's cooking or the fact that the milk and everything's kind of reducing and cooking into the pasta, but you end up with a lovely creamy sauce at the end of it. So, yeah, you don't even need flour. Mm. That's so easy as well. Amazing. So the ingredients in the basic bechamel, like you were talking about, is butter, flour, you've got your milk. Can you use things like evaporated milk and cream if you don't have any milk? You can, yeah. I mean, it will make it super rich. So I would cut the evaporated milk or the cream with um, semi-skimmed milk. I wouldn't use just evaporated milk or cream. But um, 
cream would add a really luscious kind of creamy edge to the mac and cheese so I'd maybe consider that if you're doing something very luxurious like maybe a lobster mac and cheese like at Christmas time then a splash of cream would be delicious in that and evaporated milk has a really nice flavor and a bit of sweetness um so if you like that then yeah you could absolutely use that that's amazing oh i just picturing a lobster mac and cheese with all of the cream <gasps> yes what else could you add to your green mac and cheese could you add any meat maybe some treats there or something oh wow anything um so are we talking to the green mac and cheese or to mac and cheese in general yeah maybe to the green one so what would work well with all the veggies okay so think about the veggies you've got in there and what you like to eat with them so like the peas would be really nice with some ham hock maybe some nice ham hock shredded through would be delicious um or you know if you do go for like a broad bean vibe in um the spring like we were saying then some chorizo would be really delicious through that or with some asparagus um yeah, any kind of cured meat, I would say, would go down really well. But I've also done a um, fish pie mac and cheese before. What? So, yeah, that's <gasps> because like the cheesy creaminess is kind of reminiscent of fish pie. So I've done a hybrid recipe where you make um, a bechamel sauce and you make a macaroni cheese basically, but you add a load of peas and a mix of like fish pie mix. So some smoked fish and some white fish. Um, I think it's got some prawns in there as well. And that that works really well because you've got the sweetness from the peas, which is similar to the green mac and cheese. And then the smoky, like sweet fish, which is really nice. So yeah, you could even add in like some nice smoked fish. That would be really delicious. Yes, absolutely trying that. That's such a good, good idea. And it browns out everything and you've got your protein in there and your veg. So good. So to finish things off, we've got some questions from our readers about macaroni cheese, because who doesn't want to hear from our expert about the legendary, legendary dish? Let's start things off with pasta. Of course, in its name, macaroni. But is that your pasta of choice? For the dish all rules aside if you could choose what unconventional pasta shape you wanted to use what would it be oh good question um I do think elbow macaroni makes the best macaroni cheese um and you have what's to have... the difference between elbow macaroni and normal macaroni so elbow macaroni is the slightly curved macaroni ah. sometimes you get very straight macaroni so I like elbow macaroni um and it has to have quite a high ratio of sauce to pasta for me. So that the sort the pasta is almost just floating in the cheesy sauce. Um, but I'm not really a pasta purist when it comes to mac and cheese, actually. I'm happy with penne, I think is really great because <gasps> the tubes fill up with the sauce and that's really delicious. Um, uh, what else would I use? Yeah, I think any kind of tubey shape is acceptable. Um, I probably would. You just use it as a vehicle to transfer the sauce yeah, into your mouth. Exactly. It's not even the pasta. The tube at this point. is just filling up with that lovely cheesy sauce. So I think any tube shape is is a good shout. Um, I probably wouldn't go for something like a fusilli, a twisty pasta, or um, a farfalle, like a bow. I don't think for me that wouldn't work. Um, but yeah, any you need something with enough surface area to hold all of the to, yeah to get all of that 
lovely sauce. Our other question is, how would you turn your macaroni cheese into a pasta bake? What do you have to put on top of it? Can you put it in the oven? What is the situation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you make your mac and cheese, tip it into a baking dish, and then you want something kind of crunchy and um, a bit gooey on top. So now's the time to add your mozzarella if you want something really stringy. Um, some parmesan, like we talked about earlier, will just kind of crisp up and go nice and golden and add a lovely cheesy crust. And then breadcrumbs um, are a, a great idea as well. You don't have to add breadcrumbs, but they add a nice textural difference. So you could go for something like panko breadcrumbs if you want a really crunchy topping. But otherwise, any kind of breadcrumbs that you've got, if you've just got a loaf of bread that needs using up, you can whiz that up and sprinkle that on top. Um, or you could flavour your breadcrumbs as well. You know, you could put some garlic through them, some herbs, some nuts, um, something like some um, pine nuts or some flaked almonds is really nice, which actually we have used on the green mac and cheese for a bit of texture. Um, So, yeah, you can play around with your toppings or like a nice, you could even whiz some chorizo into the breadcrumbs. So you have like a chorizo breadcrumb topping. That would be really delicious. Also, another thing to remember is if you are turning into a pasta bake, just cook your pasta for a little bit less so it doesn't overcook when it's in the oven. Or actually, one thing to remember is to cook your pasta at all because one time my husband (sighs) said, oh, I've cooked a pasta bake for dinner and we took it out of the oven and the pasta was hard. And I said, you know, you have to cook the pasta first, right? And he said, oh, I thought it just cooked (laughs) in the oven. (laughs) I put it back on the hob with some more liquid and boiled it up because you know you can do these kind of one pan method pasta dishes where you just put the raw pasta into the pan with tomatoes and water and you know whatever ingredients you want to use and you cook it all together until the pasta's cooked. I kind of went down that route. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. So on the lines of the green mac and cheese, do your children respond well to it? Someone's asking because they want to make it for their children, but they're worried that they would turn their nose up at it being green. Yes, my well, my little girl can't eat it because it's um, got dairy in it. But we do make a, a vegan version sometimes and she likes it. And my little boy loves anything which involves pasta. So he really likes it. Um, kids can be funny with like lumps and things mixed together, can't they? So if your children prefer their food... Um, without little bits in it you could make it with just the spinach base because you blend the spinach and half of the broccoli into the sauce so you could do that and um, then just serve the rest of the broccoli and the peas on the side because I find kids sometimes prefer food when it's you know in neat piles and separated rather than all mixed together so you could definitely do that hopefully that will have helped some parents out there Get some vegetables. I hope so. They can be fussy little things, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, thank you for joining me. I've loved talking about all things pasta, especially hearing about your green macaroni cheese mashup. Have to try it. Oh, it was lovely to be here. Thanks for inviting me along. Thank you. All I want right now is a steaming bowl of green macaroni cheese don't you? You can find the full recipe for Cassie's super green macaroni cheese on bbcgoodfood.com and Cassie is on Instagram at Cassie Cooks and I'm Liberty on at Baking the Liberty.
Cassie will be recording a bonus episode which will be out on the weekend so you can cook along with her then. Join me next time where I will be joined by another member of our recipe creation team talking through the interesting development process of one of their recipes. Thank you so much for listening to Test Kitchen Troubleshooting, a new podcast from BBC Good Food. For recipes and more information, please visit bbcgoodfood.com forward slash podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts from so you never miss an episode.